You're tuned into Two Shades of Blue, a Carolina Blitz podcast featuring Royal and Terrence, two brothers from another mother who rep rival teams eight miles down Tobacco Road. Each week, Royal and Terrence will give their real and unbiased take on all Carolina sports and entertainment. Yo, 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 welcome to the Two Shades of Blue podcast. My name is Royal Howell, my co-host Terrence Hatchett. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special guest today. One of my favorite, best all-time shooters in Duke history. Shooters, period, any type of platform basketball, period. Andre Dawkins, ladies and gentlemen. Andre Dawkins, yo. What's going on? You gassed it a little bit, but you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> We're gonna jump into some Duke UNC topics today. You know, the big game is this Saturday. This is one of the most recent histories where we've had neither team be ranked going into Saturday. There hasn't really been a type of buzz heading into the game. Um, you had Coach K and Coach Williams today both stating that, you know, there may not be that much buzz right now, but Saturday leading up to tip off, the buzz will be definitely building up. Dre, let's get your thoughts on the game, man. Yeah, I mean, I think uh... – what I saw was the first time since 1960, uh, neither team was ranked. So it's definitely a weird year. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm still excited for it, um, as as most fans I'm sure are. And, um, you know, it is still Duke Carolina. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to put on a good show for us. What is wrong with Duke, man? You know, <laughs> this is one of the seasons where I know, you know, rhetorical question, but it's one of the seasons where you really don't know what to expect, you know, the COVID pandemic, um, the guys being young, not being able to jail in time. Um, you saw the game of the night where Coach K just looked flabbergasted on the sideline where he just looked more disappointed than angry. Um, the players, you know, they beat two veteran-led teams in Georgia Tech and Clemson, um, both arguably tournament teams, and they lay an egg in Miami, which, in my opinion, you know, some people see it as a trap game. Um, what's wrong with Duke, man? Let's get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean um... – when I saw, uh, I didn't know they were playing Monday till Sunday when I was looking on Twitter and I saw that they were traveling and I was like, oh no, I told my wife, I was like this, I don't, I don't like this, um, especially coming off, um, you know, had a good win against Georgia Tech and then, uh, you know, our best game of the season against Clemson put together a full 40 minutes um, and won that game handily. And, um, you know, with it being a young team, uh, not a lot of time to turn around and going on the road. Um, yeah, it was just a recipe for uh, not our best performance. And, you know, obviously we would have liked to have um, learned a lesson in a win um, instead of a loss, especially considering, um, you know, we need all the wins we can get at the moment. Um, but as far as like what's wrong with the team, I mean, one, I think um, with how the schedule is and them not really getting any non-conference games, um, the record looks a lot worse. Um, cause you know, we will have five or six games against, uh, you know, some mid majors. So, you know, we'd be 11 and five or whatever right now. Um, so, it would, you know, it would just to the eye, it would look a lot different. Um, you know, had we played our full schedule, um, and you know, the fact that, uh, Duke as a whole, just as a university was real conservative, um, with, the <clears throat> bringing people together during the pandemic. So, um, not having that time to, to, you know, learn offense, learn defense, uh, and learn each other, really. Um, what we're seeing is them 
learning and doing all that stuff on the fly, which is just not normal. And so, you know, I think that's why they've had some bumps. And I think that you can you can see them getting better, um, you know, even in the losses against Louisville and Pitt. There were, you know, some some signs that, OK, you know, they're starting to figure it out a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a young team and college basketball is different than high school basketball, man. And and they're learning that on the fly. So, um, you know, hopefully they continue to get better and they learn the lesson against Miami and because, uh, you know, we're going to need some wins to get into that tournament. Um, Andre, I have a couple of questions for you um, to hop hop on the points that you just made. How important is the offseason uh, for building that chemistry, especially when you have a young team? And then also um, – mentioned this team is very young. Um, you know, your freshman year at Duke, you had uh, guys like John Shire Sr. Mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle Singler Jr. to kind of fill that leadership void. Do you think this team doesn't have that leadership as far as a person like on the court to be that reflection of Coach K? Um, I want to address the first. Yeah, so to address your first question. Um, yeah, it is important um, to have that time in the preseason um, because – you know, it gives you a chance to adjust to the speed a little bit of college basketball um, as a young guy. Um, it gives you a chance to, um, like for me, to really understand the offense and understand, um, you know, like why John and coach were calling things in certain situations. And and like just it's just little like nuances, man. Like when you when you drill some when you drill plays over and over and over again, you start to get a feel for them. You start to say, okay, I can curl like this on this play, or uh, you know, like uh, you know, like Ryan and I, um, you know, juniors as we got older, like you know, there we found a little wrinkle that we like to do, you know, like hey, if he plays it like this, I'll do this and then you'll do that. And like, so, you know, just stuff like that where um, it seems like little stuff, but it gives you a little edge. And, you know, if it gets you an extra two points, three points here, um, that stuff adds up over the course of a game and over the course of a season. And so, you know, little stuff like that, not being able to figure out the the little things that people like and don't like, um, you know, I think hurts. And as far as the leadership thing, um, I mean, I think they have, um, you know, some leadership in Jay Gold. You know, I think he's done a good job. Um, but, you know, it, it isn't like my freshman year. You know, we had, you know, our starting five was all old guys, juniors and seniors, um, grown men. Um, you know, with Nolan, he had really start, He had really figured it out, hit his stride. Kyle had been Kyle. Uh, you know, for two years in college. Um, and then that senior class had been through so much that, you know, they have been through losing in the first round, losing in the Sweet 16, you know, losing in the second round. And, you know, their freshman years was similar to a year like this where, you know, they're just getting piled on by fans and stuff. And like, man, this ain't no Duke team and this is terrible. So, you know, like they understood um, what the bottom was like and they didn't want to be there no more. Um and so, you know, as young guys, we I just kind of came in and, and fell in line. Like, you know, this is what we're doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the young teams and, you know, you kind of see the same thing with Kentucky. They're typically a young team. It's tough because they, you know, they just haven't had that time um, to understand what college basketball is really about. Speaking of being piled on from fans, um, this year, I'm sure, you know, you're on Twitter. You see 
you know, people tweet, mm-hmm. not necessarily at you, but about the Duke program, about them not having any heart, no grit, mm-hmm. no dog, no true, like no true killer on the court. You know, when Duke needs a basket, who does Duke go to? You know, a lot of times players are playing out of position, you know, due to, you know, limitations versus, you know, sometimes they're playing, um, you know, Matthew Hurd at the five position yeah. um, against athletic and physical teams as like, you know, Illinois, uh, either other night where, you know, a lot of times te- teams are just straight flexing them, dude. They're hitting, they're scoring, they flex and they high five. And it's almost like who on Duke basketball team is going to, you know, say not today. Like we're not dealing with this. Like, is it an overreaction from fans that feel that way watching this team, knowing that, you know, you had the number two recruiting class coming in, you know, this team was supposed to do this, that, and the other. And it's just like, it's just been a straight disappointment. Is it an overreaction from fans or is it just a wait and see process? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's always an overreaction. Uh, either way, honestly, um, you know, like, you know, I think fans overreact on both sides. Like, fans overreact, you know, when you're not doing well, and fans overreact when you are doing well. It's like, oh, man, we're the best team ever. No one's ever going to beat us. And it's like, no, that's not really, you know, that's not the case. So, you know, it, it's somewhere in the middle there. Um, has it been disappointing? I mean, f- I guess I understand because our fans are spoiled. You know, they expect us to be um, in the running for a national championship year in and year out. But again, with a younger team like this and nobody on this team who's done it um, going into the year, no one had, no one's done it before. No one's been the guy. Uh, no one's, you know, gone in night in and night out and done it. And, you know, Heart back to 2010, they had guys who had done it, um, who had been through tough times, who had been through ACC, you know, the grind of an ACC schedule and produced. Um, and they just, you know, we just don't have that. So, you know, it's, it's a learning process for all those guys. You know, even Matt, who's been great. Um, this is, you know, he's a sophomore. He, you know, this wasn't his role last year. So he's new to this role, too. Um and especially like a Jalen, you know, you're asking a lot out of him and he's a freshman. So, again, I mean, it's just I think it's just a thing where they need time. Uh, they need minutes on the court. You know, these guys, the freshmen are going into a Carolina game. It'll be their, what, 13th game in college ever. Um, so, you know, like just, uh, you know, everybody relax. I know it's all gloom and doom, but like, you know, just let them grow and let them let them learn and what you're seeing is a process that you just don't normally see in public because it's done behind closed doors like you know some of the silly turnovers and things like that had you had time to practice and scrimmage and stuff in the preseason um you know you kind of could weed kind of some of that stuff out but you're just you, what what's happening is we're just seeing that process um that we don't normally see just on television every night, so. Yeah, Andre, um, can you describe to our uh, audience what's it like to play in this game as a player? Ooh, um, it's definitely different. Uh, It's definitely a different vibe. Um, Like, you know, I remember my freshman year, obviously we have um, uh, Kville and Tents and stuff and all that, and um, that's crazy as it is. But just that night is just so much different. Um, you know, we obviously get to the gym a lot earlier than a lot, you know, a few hours before game time. But, you know, it's just the feel is different. Everything is different about it. And 
you know, my freshman year was senior night, um, college game day and all that. So, you know, you got ESPN there. And I still remember Jay picked against us for whatever reason. Um, Man, I put a hurting on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is Jay doing? Like, yeah. I get it. You can't be a homer, but they 500, you know, like, come on, man. Like, geez, you could pick us that time. Like, <laughs> man, We had a rough year that year, man. Y'all put a hurting yeah. on us, man. Yeah. <laughs> we saw the other day um, on your Field of 68 podcast, uh, you had Robert on, and he asked you what was um, – I, th- I believe you asked him what was his welcome to Duke moment. Yeah, that's how we start the pod off every week. Yes. So some things I know you got to keep, you know, off record, you know, <laughs> uncut like BET. But uh, we're going to ask you, brother, uh, what was your welcome to Duke moment? Mine, um, I still remember this workout like it was yesterday. It was a workout. Um, you know, you get there and when I started, you couldn't do team workouts with coaches up until a certain point. You know, now I think they get couple hours a week over the summer or whatever but we didn't get that so all we did all summer and actually I wasn't there over the summer because um I was you know trying to finish up high school um you know because I had you know skipped my senior year so I was finishing up my high school stuff and so I didn't get there till August you know till school started so I didn't do any of the summer stuff and so I get there and you know we're lifting we're running and just playing pickup was just like, cool, this is this is no problem. Um, college is easy. I was doing well in pickup. You know, I just shoot the ball, a couple drives here and there, get out on the break, get a dunk. Like, man, this is going to be cake. Um, <laughs> so that turned out not to be the case. But anyway, uh, so we get to a point and we're doing um, individual work individual workouts, you know, we, we, they put a schedule in the locker room at the beginning of every week. So get in, say, all right, uh, you know, Tuesday, individual work, it's me, Nolan, Kyle, Jordan, uh, from two to three, I'm like, it's an hour, you know, what can they do to me in an hour? Right. Um, so I found out real quick what they could do to me in an hour, man. And so we start and it's just defense. Wojo's running it just defense hour straight of defense and like you know we warm up stretch whatever and it's like zigzags hard full court to start and i'm like "Uh uh-oh do that going down back down back free throws and like i was already done like my gas tank was 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 already depleted so at that point i'm not even like my mindset you know, normally I, I go into a, you know, workout or practice situation. I'm trying to, you know, compete. It's, you know, it's, it's a competitive thing. At that point, competing's out the window, right? I'm just like, I got to get to the end of this hour. I got to get to three o'clock. Like, so <laughs> that was my whole mindset. Like, and, you know, we're doing rebound drills, loose ball drills, dive on the floor drills, uh, you know, half court two on two, just all defensive stuff. And, I remember the beginning and then blackout from there because, again, all I'm trying to do is get to the end. And that was my welcome to Duke moment. And I remember going, walking across campus that night, going back um, to the dorm. And I'm like, I don't know if I can, 
Like, I don't know if I'm, <laughs> like, I don't know if I can play here. <laughs> I legit was like, man, shoot, man, George Washington sounds kind of cool. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm walking back. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, I'm, <laughs> I barely got through that. Yeah. I did. I barely survived a one hour workout. And we, you know, we haven't even gotten the full on practices yet. So I was like, man, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But uh, yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Dre, you mentioned that you skipped your senior year of high school and went to Duke. Can you describe how that transition is? Um, we see it a lot more often now where guys reclassify, but how difficult is it to skip your senior year? Not only to play basketball, but to skip your senior year of high school to go to college. Um, I'm sure that was a huge transition for you. Yeah, um, it was interesting because it honestly started out as a joke. Uh, that Wojo took way too seriously because <laughs> um, I was, um, you know, I was looking to leave my high school and, you know, go somewhere that was just a little bit more competitive basketball wise. You know, we were like undefeated in conference for the three years I was there. And it was, you know, some nights you know, you play like 15 minutes and we went by 70. And it was, so, you know, it was like, you know, I just wanted to go somewhere and get some reps against like some good players. And so I was actually going to go to Hargrave uh, Military Academy. Oh, I know where Hargrave is, Chatham. That's where, yeah. my, that's where my family's from. I know exactly where that is. Yeah, so I was planning on going there. I visited there. Um, actually, Keats was uh, – Kevin Keats was a coach there. And um, so, yeah, we were basically good to go. We were going to fill out all the forms and stuff. And um, I'm sitting watching ESPN, and, you know, they announced Gerald's leaving, go to the league. And then Elliot's leaving, he's transferring. And, uh, you know, I'm just talking to my dad, I'm like, man, they only got two guards on the team now. I just go to Duke. I'm, you know, I'm trying to leave high school anyway. Shoot, let's just go to Duke. And jokingly, you know, I'm, I don't think it's a, I don't, you know, I wasn't thinking of it as an actual possibility. And he calls Wojo like immediately. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, and he's like, hey, um, you know, no situation with the roster. And, you know, what do you think about him just coming early? And, I, again, I'm, I'm not at the point where I think it's a thing. And so he hangs up and he's like, um, well, just said they're interested in that and he'll get back to us. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, luckily, you know, I was a good student. So, you know, I was always ahead. And uh, I was basically going to be taking electives senior year anyway, besides English. And Wojo was, yeah, basically like, if you can do it, do it. And so we figured it out. Uh, my parents figured it out. And I just needed English, just needed English 12. So I took English 12 over the summer while I'm traveling around with, a, with the AU, um, playing in tournaments, um, doing that online at uh, the University of Missouri. Shout out to them. Um yeah, so then I like I played played my last uh, AAU tournament nationals in August, early August in Florida, and then I was at Duke like three weeks later. So um, yeah, it came quick. Um, Duke has some tough games coming up, man. But this is where I sit with Duke right now. I believe that they can make the tournament. Um, mm -hmm. Is it caution? Of course it is, um, because mm -hmm. what I've seen lately has been too much inconsistency 
on all, you know, both sides of the basketball, defense and offense. Um, they still have UNC twice starting Saturday. Still a trip um, for Florida State, um, Virginia, um, Georgia Tech. It's still some upcoming games where they can, you know, turn the tide a little bit. Um, do you feel confident that Coach K can write this shit right now? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely have some resume building games left. Um, and then I think there are a couple of games where you just can't lose, uh, you know, if you want to get in the tournament. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think they have a chance. And honestly, I think not that they have it figured out, but I think they're trending in the right direction. I think the Miami game was a bit of an aberration, uh, if that makes sense. Like, it's just one of those, like I told you, I knew it before like, <laughs> when I saw them, when I they put, they put a post on Twitter you know, them getting on the plane and I knew it. And I was like, mm-hmm. they feel it themselves. I, yeah, I, maybe, maybe I'm not, no, not even, not even, not even their feelings themselves. which it, that, that might've been part of it. But I just knew like, just it's, I don't know when, like when you play, um, you just have like, I can, you can feel it. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, but when you play there, you can feel things. Like when they played, when Zion and them were playing Louisville, mm-hmm. and they got to a certain point, and I'm sitting there watching with my wife, and I'm like, it was like, it, it was still like maybe nine, 10 minutes left. And I'm like, if we get a stop here, we'll win. And they were still losing by a decent amount. Mm-hmm. But, and they got the stop and they won. And, because it's just like, I don't know, it's just a feel of stuff that you get because you know how things are and you know how things trend. And when I saw that, it was just a feel of like, this is not, you know, this is not going to be easy, although it should be, you know, Miami um, has mm-hmm. been struggling a bit this year and, you know, they shot lights out and all that. It's just one of those things where, you know, like this is going to be tough. And I don't know if, you know, this young team is going to be able to handle it. Um, and I know coach probably felt it too. And I think he said as much after the game where he felt it in the day before in the practice. Um, but I think hopefully that's a lesson learned and hopefully they get back to how they were playing before, because those four games, even in two losses, they were, they were all right. Um, and so, you know, if they can, if they can get back to that and really playing, it's really just defense. If they can, <clears throat> give that effort on defense, man. I think that I think they'll be all right. When you watch them play defense, because against Miami, you know, they do the three, two matchup zone, mm-hmm. which worked at first. And then you start seeing Miami start picking it apart. You know, the free throw area, three point shots, a team that, you know, they had somebody shooting 19% for the season come out and he looked like Ray <laughs> Allen. Like, I mean, just, it just, when they play Duke, you know, Duke it's always, gets every shot, time, man. Man, every, every time, time. They, they get, you know, every time somebody play Duke, somebody having a career high, you know, just yeah. want to be a hero. But I mean, is it more the three, two matchup zone that's the issue or is it just around like personnel that certain players can't play man defense in mm. your opinion? Because if they had, man, you know, if Duke played zone defense when you played, Oh, man, I, I, tweet, I tweeted that out the other day. I'm like, dang, I wish Coach would have been playing zone then. Exactly. I got, I'd have got me some minutes, bro. I'd have been all right. I can't guard nobody, but, you know, in the zone, I can, I can, I can get down in the zone. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I think part of it is just a familiarity. Like, we don't play zone, and you don't see zone a lot. So you very rarely – 
play it or practice it. And so, you know, like now with Syracuse in a couple times a year, once or twice a year, you know, you'll practice against the zone for a day or two and then that'll be it. So it's, you know, same thing. Like if you ask Syracuse guys to play man, they wouldn't really know what they were doing either. And so I think that's part of it is just you got to you got to be zone is, is tough because you. It's so nuanced, like, because there isn't a man. It's like, oh, there's two guys in my zone. Do I go here? Do I go there? Like, you know, you got to bump guys down. Like, you know, do I go now? Do I go? You know, so <clears throat> it takes a lot of practice to get good at zone. And um, I I don't know that they've had the time to really master a zone like that. And um, I don't know. I mean, as far as playing man, uh Maybe they just, you know, didn't feel comfortable with a matchup here or there and, and wanted to go zone. So, um, you know, I'm not sure what coach's uh, mindset was. But, I mean, to be honest, that night, the way we were playing, man man wasn't working, zone wasn't working. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if coach had any – ain't no other defenses. <laughs> uh, if you ain't going to play defense, then it ain't going to work regardless of what you run. Yeah. What's it like when you play for Duke? And obviously, you play for Duke, you know, Kentucky, Carolina. What's it like when you know that you're going against teams and you're going to get their best shot? Does it give you like some more competitive juice knowing that you're going to get those teams' best shot you're going up against? Um, hmm. I mean, honestly, it's. I'm trying to say this without like sounding cocky. Like, it gets. Not that it gets old, but it's just it's just what it is, you know, like you're just going to get this team's best shot. And so, um, you know, I think the best teams that we've had have found a way to stay, stay as the hunter, you know, and not the hunted and and just punch those teams in the mouth like, you know. You, oh, you want Duke? Like, here it is. <laughs> and so, you know, okay, let's see. Let's see if you really do. And, you know, some teams stand up and, and fight back, and it's just a good game, and some teams don't. And – but then, you know, we also have times where it's lax, and you just – you just can't – you know, you don't, you don't, you're not awarded uh, that opportunity uh, because teams are – you know, geared up and ready to go to try and beat you because they know it's going to be on ESPN. They know, um, you know, if you if they beat you, it's going to be the first story on Sports Center. They can call their people and say, "Hey, I had twenty against two and all that." So, you know, you just can't be, uh, you just can't can't be lax. You got to be on your p's and q's. And you know, I've been at Duke and got caught up in situations where we come in a little. Um, <clears throat> less focused than we need to be. And, you know, what happens is like, especially in ACC play, cause it's so hard, you can't, it's hard to blow teams out. You know, like if you went by 10 in the ACC, like you, you dominated the game. And so, you know, it's not a whole lot of margin for error. So, you know, you come out a little bit less than focused. What happens is it's not automatically a loss, right? But it's a fight. And it becomes a fight. And so, you know, if you give you let a team hang around long enough, 
you know, you can throw out their percentages. Guy shot 19% for the year. You can throw that out because now they got confidence. You know, that team shoots 20% from three for the year. Well, now they have confidence. So now it's just a fight to win the game. And, you know, you're dealing with ACC caliber players, so they can play basketball. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, against Clemson, you know, they they punched Clemson in the mouth and, you know, and then punched them again and then punched them again. And they just never did that against Miami. And, you know, once you let a team have confidence and get a, you know, and get a good feeling for the game, then it's going to be tough. And then, you know, the playing field pretty much just levels out and now you got to go win a game. Andre, um, you know, you see the advertisement of the Brotherhood all over your TV networks on mm -hmm. the other night, Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, after, yeah. I think after they beat the Clippers, uh, you know, he threw a shout out to uh, Smith, you know, <laughs> on TV, said the Brotherhood. So, um, you know, from us watching you play on the court your whole playing career and you see players talk about the Brotherhood, what exactly does the Brotherhood mean to you being a former Duke player and former national champion, a former ACC champion? What does the Brotherhood mean to you? Yeah, I mean, um, first, like, it's not just something, you know, it's not just something that's like sell stuff. Um, it really is my brotherhood. And, um, you know, if anybody's watched or listened to my podcast with, you know, a bunch of my former guys, um, I feel like you can feel that in our conversations. And, you know, one of the coolest things is just getting to know guys that you never played with, like um, Gerald Henderson. It's like one of my good friends. I never stepped foot on the court with him, you know, on the same Jersey. And like, that's my guy. Um, you know, I did a pre-draft workout in Charlotte and, you know, went and had dinner at his house and stole a bunch of shoes from him and stuff. And so like, you know, I just think that's one, you know, that's one of the coolest things, man. And, um, is getting to know these guys that, you know, have similar uh, experiences as you having played at Duke and, and play with coaching. Um, it's great. So, you know, it's not it's not just something we say, it, it, you know, it's real. Um, Dre, real quick, uh, what do you think are going to be the keys to the game Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, classic Carolina uh, playing through their bigs. You know, they got good bigs and um, it's not quite classic Duke. You know, normally it's we're more perimeter perimeter oriented. Um, so, you know, it's, normally it's threes versus twos um, in Duke, Carolina. But, you know, our thing is, you know, slowing down their bigs, um, Baco and Brooks. Um, it's going to be tough, I think. Um Mark Williams is going to have to play really well. And um, offensively, you know, we're going to need Matt to keep doing his thing, uh, Jalen to play well. And then we need that third guy. You know, if we can get DJ and Wendell um, to have good games, then, you know, I think we have a decent chance if we can slow down, um, slow down them in the paint, man, because – they're really good. Uh, you know, they've been running the same system forever and we know all the plays, but they're good at it, man. And, mm -hmm. and Roy is, you know, come February and March, Roy always has them ready to go. Um, I wish we played them in like January more often because mm -hmm. we get a lot more wins because uh, by the time we, they get to us, they're ready to go um, and, and ready for the tournament. So 
Um, yeah, we can just keep them off the glass and keep them out of the paint, I think is important. And, you know, we got to have a third and fourth guy uh, behind Matt and Jalen. And then, you know, I think we got a chance. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think this game is going to come down to, uh, like you said, controlling the glass. Um, I think Jalen Johnson could be a potential problem because he plays the four and he can mm-hmm. go out the perimeter and drive against Garrison Brooks or Dayron Sharp, possibly get one of those bigs in foul trouble. And then I think the third key is going to be guard play. Um, Carolina's guards have turned the ball over quite a bit lately. And Duke's back. Yeah, ours too. Yeah, so yeah, whoever yeah. wins that backcourt battle, I think that's going to be huge because, you know, yeah. ball is a simple game at the end of the day. Usually it comes down to guard play, who controls the ball, possesses mm-hmm. the ball. Um, so I think those are going to be uh, some keys to the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's always a fun game. Uh, Nervous, man. I ain't gonna sit here front with you, bro. Like it's, it's just it's been so much inconsistency with Duke this year, man. It's absolutely, like, absolutely. Even after we beat Clemson the other day, I told my wife, I said, "Bay, I said it's a win. We beat, you know, we, you know, two straight wins." But it's just like I don't want them to get too comfortable because it's like you know, it's still a lot to learn on both sides, specifically defense, man. I think like mm-hmm. it all starts on defense with Duke when they get out in transition. They, you know, they get stops. Keeping people off the boards, which UNC is like top three in the country in offensive rebounds, second chance points. Duke has to be big on the board Saturday. And I think that Coach Kate implementing Mark Williams in the last two games, getting him more minutes and getting him comfortable, you know, in situations where he can score. Um, I think Matthew Hurts can be big on Saturday too, because um, a lot of times when you watch UNC last night, UNC they had their big play on top of the key. And the opponents are just packing the lane, forcing them to shoot the ball. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Matthew Hurt staying out of foul trouble. Jalen Johnson not be tentative to shoot the basketball. A lot of times mm-hmm. he catches the ball and it's just like he hesitates to shoot the ball. I'm like, dude, you're number six lottery pick potentially in next year's NBA draft, man. Like, show us something, man. And it's just mm-hmm. I don't want to get too comfortable. I, with them I, don't know about, I don't know about that. I mean, I'd rather him drive uh, than shoot. But <laughs> um at this point, yeah, at this point, I think he's better He's better served getting into the paint. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if, if he takes one or two wide open ones a game, you know, that's fine. I mean, I think zone may work, uh, you know, if we can – if we play it correctly. Uh, zone could zone could be good for us just to try and pack the paint, keep them out of the paint. And then only problem with the zone is it's hard to rebound out of. And, you know, you got to rebound against Carolina, so – you know, it's rocking a hard place, kind of. Yeah, so we have about we have a couple minutes left. Um, what are your predictions for the Super Bowl on Sunday? Ooh, that's tough, man, because it's like it's two dudes that I never want to pick against, you know, like <laughs> so it's hard. Um, plus, you know, Chiefs lost their left tackle, uh, offensive line is a bit beat up. Um, gun to my head, I'll go Chiefs. I'll go with uh, my homeboy. Yeah, I think this game is going to come down to can Kansas City's offensive line. Um, they're missing two tackles and a mm-hmm. guard. Yeah, and they pass block against uh, Sue, uh, JPP, and those boys. Um, yeah, yeah. If they if Tampa can get that pressure. With only four, then it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them. I but, don't want to bet against Brady, man, but it's 
It's hard, like, man. Every yeah, time, you every yeah. time he, he, he gets you every time. <laughs> he gets you every time. Every time you're like, okay, now this time he ain't gonna do it, and he does mm-hmm. it. Uh, and, yeah, and if he yeah. wins, he gonna retire. I think he's nah, gone, man. Nah, he if he wins, gonna, he's just gonna keep playing. Man. Keep playing. <laughs> he's gonna keep doing that. He's he gonna have ten Super Bowls by the time he's done. Dre, tell everybody where they can find your work at, man. You know, we, you know, you have your own podcast. Where can everybody find your work, and where can they follow you at? Yeah, um, anywhere you get your podcasts, um, Dawkins on Duke um, is it'll be there. Uh, you can uh, follow the <coughs> Twitter account Field of Sixty Eight. They post um, all of our stuff, and you can follow me, Dre underscore Dawkins. Um, yeah, hit me up, and you know, put in a request for somebody to come on the pod, and uh, I do. Uh, locker room post game as well sometimes um, so you know check out the locker room app follow me on there uh, you know if you want to chat post game I'll definitely be on there Saturday hopefully after a win so yeah, yeah. we'll see man. fingers we'll- crossed <laughs> 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 hey y'all got a bet who somebody got to wear a t-shirt for the next pod or something? Uh, whoever oh, we can do it, man. I didn't think about that. <laughs> See, Dre stirring up stuff. Yeah, man. I'm nervous, man. yeah, I'm stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do that, man. <laughs> Dre, man, we want to thank you so much, man, for being our um, our first celeb former Duke player guest cool on our Two Shades of Blue podcast, man. It's a blessing to have you on, man. Like I said, you're one of my favorite shooters of all time from Duke, man, and um. You know, maybe we can get you on again. You know, when you got free time, you know, you got a busy schedule, you know, real estate and everything. So, man, just it's a blessing. Yeah, man. Know, man. Anybody out there listening in Oklahoma need a house, man. Hit me up. Uh, I do that, too. But, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun. And, yeah, let's uh, love to do it again, man, for sure. Yeah, man, we appreciate you having me, man. It's really uh, been an honor, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Get a get a new hat, man. <laughs> maybe we're going to start out good. <laughs> <laughs>